We originally had um, an interpreter who had lived in Japan for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And right before we got started, mm -hmm. he was going to go, he got called back to Japan. Mm -hmm. So he and I had sat down um, and we brainstormed some units that we can do with the kids. And then I just kind of tied in our state standards so that it, you know, Goodness. so that it, it would... Um, mesh so when he left we still had to do the curriculum mm -hmm. so President Carter President Carter had um, <laughs> been taking some Japanese courses at Schoolcraft I believe and so she started teaching the kids a little bit yeah and then sorry I got distracted I know that's okay <laughs> you're really good I'm like <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> She's sneaking around. I know, dropping stuff, making more noise. <laughs> it's all right. And what's funny? I texted her and said, "Come in quietly." <laughs> she was like, "I'm dead." It's all right. It's your home after all. It's you know, it's okay. <laughs> Hello, hello! Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have someone I like to call my neighbor mom as the guest. Miss <laughs> Sturgis was my neighbor for a long time. I went to school with her daughter for a long time. And Miss Sturgis is an educator. She's been teaching for almost 20 years. And in 2016, she had the opportunity to um, go to Japan as part of a group of educational researchers who were going to Japan on behalf of Wayne State University. And so they got to uh, learn about Japan, of course, uh, but also work on projects focusing on how to uh, maintain and enhance peace between Japan and the United States because um, their trip was actually part of the commemorative 70th anniversary of the bombing of Hiroshima. So uh, Ms. Sturgis and her group, they went to Tokyo, they went to Shiga Prefecture, which is one of uh, Michigan's sister states, and um, they also went to Hiroshima, obviously. Um, and that experience was so um, impactful in a positive way for Ms. Sturgis that she wanted to extend that to her students. So in 2017, she and a group of other um, educators and administrators in Pontiac uh, took a group of 8th graders um, from Pontiac to Kusatsu, which is the sister city of Pontiac within um, Shiga Prefecture in Japan. So um, I didn't get to go with them, but thanks to Miss Sturgis and also um, her daughter, who actually reconnected us in the first place, I was involved in their weekly Japan club. Um, every week after school, the students would uh, come to learn about Japan, learn about Japanese culture, learn some of the language as well. And I was one of the people helping to teach them all those fun things. So um, it was a really great experience. And the trip ended up being very successful, um, which you'll hear more about from Miss Sturgis. Um, so I hope you will enjoy it. 
also um this interview was my first house call um this is my first time interviewing someone in person uh so i met up with mister just at her home to to talk to her about all these things um and i don't know i just thought that was fun i just figured i'd mention that (laughs) um yeah without further ado sit back relax and enjoy my interview with my neighbor mom sylvia sturgis Okay, there we go. Yes, now we're recording. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, thank you for agreeing to be a guest. Uh, you were one of the first people I had in mind. Um, so I'm glad, you know, you were away and enjoying your summer. I'm glad that, you know, we were able to get together and, um, you know, just have you talk about your experiences in Japan. Um, so I guess we can just start with you introducing yourself. Hello, my name is Sylvia Sturgis, and I teach in Pontiac, and I had the opportunity to go to Japan twice, Mm -hmm. once as a teacher researcher, and then the second trip recently with 11 eighth graders. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely different experiences, but life-changing just the same. Right, of course. And how long have you been teaching? It's been how many So I've been in Pontiac on contract, quote. Air okay. quotes, 15 years, but I started in 1999 as a guest teacher. Mm, okay. um, teaching sixth grade currently, but started off as a kindergarten teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's been almost 20 years now. Yeah, almost 20 years. <laughs> and actually, I'm at the peak, I think. Well, not the peak, but at a really good place in my um, career where I would feel comfortable branching off and doing something else mm-hmm. in retirement. So, right. yeah. Right. And, um, had you before uh going to japan um even like going to japan the first time had you traveled internationally before then the only place i had been twice um was cancun Mm -hmm. and then um in the bahamas which are basically tour spots that i went with my husband Mm -hmm. um in canada and that's about Mm -hmm. it unfortunately you know being born and raised in pontiac coming from a limited income family mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't travel abroad right so I'm really fortunate that our students have an opportunity to have some things that we didn't have growing up mm, definitely definitely and um so you started teaching in 1999 did you train to be a teacher like when you were at Eastern were you studying no <laughs> absolutely not so <laughs> all college students have this wonderful idea about oh I'm gonna be a nurse right. which I thought I was gonna be mm-hmm. Then at some point when um, they only took a limited amount of students at Eastern, mm-hmm. and if some of the U of M nursing students couldn't get in, they could come and bump us. Mm. So I was like, no, I gotta go. So I actually um, I actually left without graduating because my father got really sick. Oh no. And so fast forward um, 13 years after I left, and I was married, I went back to Eastern to get my degree. Mm, okay. So that's the, another thing that I push. It's never too late for you to get your degree or do mm, what you want to do. Definitely. So I ended up with a um, Bachelor's of Science in uh, Science with a major minor in Communication. Okay. And so um, because of my degree, the state of Michigan was having programs for career people who wanted to transition into education because it was this huge teacher shortage. Mm. So I actually did an alternative program at Oakland University, um, became certified through the state of Michigan. Um, From there, I'm like, keep going. (laughs) And (laughs) so I got my 
degree after 13 years from Eastern, mm -hmm. then I went right into my teacher certification program. I got that from Oakland University, went into my master's mm -hmm. and get a master's in leadership with a concentration in curriculum and instruction from Concordia University. Mm -hmm. And then in 2016, I just recently completed my ed specialist, which mm -hmm. gives me 28 credits towards a PhD, which is one of my bucket list items, mm -hmm. but I'm soliciting funding for that. So right. gotcha. <laughs> anybody take some money, I can set up a GoFundMe page. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I just love um, kids. And I didn't have good experiences growing up, going to school. Mm -hmm. And I said I would never be the teacher that I had. I would be the teacher that I would want for myself. Mm. So I try to mirror that when I teach my kids. Yeah, it's really good, yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting how you, I hadn't really planned on going into this field and then you ended up being in it for so long and becoming such a dedicated teacher, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, so was your master's done at Wayne State? Is that why you were? No. Okay. So um, Pontiac used to have, well, they still have it, the, the Sister City Club. Mm -hmm. So the Shiga Prefecture is our sister city. Mm -hmm. So 40 years ago, because this is the 50th anniversary, actually, that they're planning now. Right. 40 years ago, before they were even sending teachers, they were just sending community people. Mm -hmm. um, and then with the year they started sending teachers, I believe it was in like 2005, I applied and I wasn't accepted. Mm. So um, they ended the program. It was a 10-year stint until we were able to send the eighth graders. But one of my colleagues went to Wayne State, mm -hmm. and they always have international exchange programs because mm -hmm. she went to Africa twice. Mm -hmm. And so they sent out an email to all the staff saying who would be interested to do this teacher research. And I really didn't think I was going to get it because I taught sixth grade, and they still considered that elementary. It was only for secondary teachers. Mm. But I went to a union meeting, and Sabrina was like, no, 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 we're still doing it. I was like, well, let me get my app in. And right, I was right. like, thank you, Lord. And so I submitted my app. I got a phone call. It was a phone interview. Mm -hmm. And then I got my welcome letter. Mm -hmm. And the year that I was accepted, one of my high school colleagues, math teacher, he was also accepted too. Mm. So we um, did our research together because we gotcha. were at the same school and we wrote curriculum and programs for sixth through ninth grade because he taught ninth grade math. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to know, have somebody there that I knew. Right. Um, and then of course the school board president went and her husband. So it was people that I knew, but to have a colleague to refer me, that's I. I it was the grace of God mm -hmm. that I was able to go. Yeah. So wow. I just said it wasn't my time in 2005, but it was my time in 2016. Mm. So Wow. Yeah, 11 years later. Yeah. 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 But you still got there, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. And so um, so this was, so you were all going as educational researchers. Okay, that's good. Because I thought you were, like, somehow enrolled at Wayne State, and that's no. why you went. But, mm -hmm. no, it was, like, a special program. Where it was a special program mm -hmm. through the Center of Peace and Reconciliation, mm -hmm. and it was the 40th an anniversary of the bombing. Of, oh, in um, Hiroshima? In Hiroshima. Mm -hmm. And so our projects had to, the topic was about how can we 
bridge that gap okay. and, and bring that camaraderie back between the United States and Japan. Right. So we, when we first were signed up, we had monthly meetings where we went and we learned about the history and the relationships. We had guest speakers that came into Wayne State. Mm-hmm. So in addition to my daily job, we were going once a week from six to nine. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so that was our payback because they paid for everything. Mm. Um, we got money to spend, so we were given an educational stipend. We stayed in hotels. The only time we stayed in the host family was our last weekend. Okay. And it was a Friday, Saturday, and we all met up on Sunday and we caught the bullet train because Hiroshima was our last stop. Okay. And then we flew out of there so gotcha um quite an experience yeah and how long was this we went for 10 days 10 days okay Mm -hmm. so you started i'm assuming in tokyo we started in tokyo and i was like what this is amazing (laughs) right um the fashion you know just the trend setting totally not what i expected to see Mm. you know um in japan but what was really evident was the class structure Mm. that you could tell the affluent and and who the servants were. Mm. And so that was very interesting. Of course, um, African-Americans are an anomaly, I guess. And so we attracted um, a lot of attention. I bet. I bet you did. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of attention. Um, you know, <laughs> your hair, your skin, what do you wear? You know, so mm-hmm. that was kind of like a culture shock at yeah. first because I'm not used to people like huddling and asking a lot of questions like that did you experience that as being positive or negative like did you not mind or did you feel like uh like offended or that maybe your personal boundaries Uh, at first it was the personal boundaries Mm -hmm. but it was authentic they just wanted to learn Mm -hmm. and wanted to know more about us so it, it it became easy for us to and then I began to say, hey, you want to, you know, before they would even ask to touch the hair, you want to touch it, you know, right? Or so, pose for pictures or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. Always the peace sign. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was very cool. Um, nice. But the places we went, um, you know, and learned about just the tragedy of the wars and the U.S. involvement, it was very um, humbling, you know. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, just a direct correlation of how we should treat people Mm -hmm. but they're so forgiving Mm. and the biggest thing my biggest fear was oh my god I know how to say three words you know (laughs) good morning good afternoon good evening you know that's what I was gonna ask did they like prepare you at all or what was the like the training process before you left so no the training process they gave us like these packets Mm -hmm. and I'm a visual learner Mm -hmm. and and especially with the language I need to hear it Mm. So, no, we weren't having sessions like when we had with the kids mm-hmm. where people would come in and we would say, I say, they say. It was like, here's this list. It was more about culture mm. and, and you know, how we need to be respectful so we don't offend if we're bowing or, mm, okay. or those business type things. Right. Um, but, yeah, that was tough. But everywhere we went, every menu, every sign – was in multiple languages. Mm-hmm. Even at the museums, you can push a button for the language mm-hmm. that was your native language and it would read the information back to you. Yeah. So in comparison to the US, it's like everything here, mm-hmm. it's like, do it our way. Yeah, 
in English or English and Spanish. That's depending. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Was uh, with the whole signs and all that being in multiple languages? Do you did you see that that was mostly in Tokyo or was that everywhere you went, like in other cities um, as well? Everywhere we went. Okay. Um, even the Shiga Prefecture, mm-hmm. which I thought was small, but it really isn't. They all have like these big cities where there's these mega malls so there it's almost like their economy is built around tourism Mm -hmm. and to really be involved in how they really live you have to go out like kind of like in the outskirts Mm -hmm. so the cool thing about Wayne State we gave them like a profile of ourselves and we had to say whether we like an environment where there was smoke in or this or that and so we were pretty much matched with almost perfectly families that met our needs. Nice. Um, I know Sue, she teaches in Ann, Arbor, in Ann Arbor. She and her husband like hiking and they're naturalists. So she stayed at a Buddhist temple, like up mm. with like the dirt floors wow. and no doors. And That's so <laughs> the funny story was, she was like, yeah, you know, on the last night they told me that, you know, most of the time, the rats overtake their little homes. She said, I'm glad they told me that the night before. <laughs> but she, you know, they had a garden. So mm-hmm. she really, when I say immersed in the environment and the culture, mm-hmm. we all were. My person was very affluent. Mm-hmm. Her father and the family owned rice fields. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting, though. And I and I hope I can be frank. Um, mm-hmm. This is where I kind of witnessed my first uh, evidence of maybe a little bit of racism. Mm. Um, Because most of the time, her husband and her boys, because I had the biggest family, six people, Mm -hmm. when I got there, we stayed in her condo. Oh, not in their house? Not in their personal home. Mm -hmm. So the last night we were talking and everything, and she was like, yeah, you know, my husband and my boys, they they really used to like doing this, but they don't like all these people in their homes anymore. Hmm. So I was like, oh. So I never met anybody in her family. Wow. Um, her best friend came over one day when we went to Lake BY and we rode mm-hmm. the, the Michigan boat. Um, and that's when I could tell the class structure because my person, um, traditional kimonos everywhere we went mm-hmm. she played the what's the instrument uh shamisen yes i mean like beautiful gowns she or wait if it's the it's like the string it like oh so that's the koto yes mm-hmm. yes and she taught people how to do that mm-hmm. she taught people how to um tie and make the kimonos mm-hmm. so when we went to the lake by and we toured the botanical gardens her best friend you know would hold her parasol or straighten up the back mm. of her she always stayed behind her okay um which was interesting right uh, it was that loyalty there but it was also well you're here kind of and i'm i'm here. down here yeah. right right yeah so yeah that was quite interesting mm. but still you know a really good experience right so sorry i'm just trying to get get um Make sure I'm, I'm clear. So you started in Tokyo. It was 10 days. You started in Tokyo. And then from Tokyo, you went to Shiga mm-hmm. Prefecture. Mm-hmm. And were you in... Do you remember where specifically within Shiga Prefecture you were? Oh, my goodness. Oh, Kasatsu. Kasatsu? I'm sorry. 
the, yeah, the sister yeah. city. Sister city of Pontiac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, sister city with Pontiac. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And then from there you went to Hiroshima. Or was there somewhere in between that? No. Okay. Because we took the bullet train, the bullet train to mm-hmm. get to Sega Prefecture. Right. We stayed with our um, host families. Then we went back to um, Hiroshima. Mm. Um, and the cool thing about that is. My kids, my students knew that I were I was going. Mm-hmm. So um, some of the ambassadors that went as eighth graders, mm-hmm. four of them were in my sixth grade class at mm-hmm. the time. So they threw me a going away party and they did anime and um, so I did a the journal blog so they could see pictures and yeah. I would shoot that back. Um, so they made the cranes because we wanted to dedicate mm-hmm. them in the Peace Park. Um, and that was like amazing. It was mm-hmm. like millions of all these schools, even some of the Japanese students mm-hmm. coming and donating, dedicating those um, cranes. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. Yeah. And then we went through um, the, the museum and the first, it's this huge wall when you walk in and it's just like, a huge picture of that atomic bomb just going off Mm. and so as you I mean I'm getting chills talking to you about it (laughs) it showed places where people were incinerated right in their spot Mm -hmm. in the shadows shadow oh my god burnt in the walking and then it's a little ravine where the bodies were just uh yeah and I'm like wow and no people were still feeling the effects of that so we were at um we went to one of the universities there and one of the survivors mm. did a PowerPoint and spoke to us yeah. and shared that. And one of our interpreters, she's a Japanese teacher at Troy High. Her family lived in, um, I can't think of it, the city that starts with the N, it's a- Nagasaki? The, Nagasaki, yes. Mm-hmm. She was from there and, and um, we were like, you should go see your family. No, no, no. Don't have time. Don't have time. Oh. So she was there the whole time and didn't, yeah. you know. But that Wait, was it Nagasaki or Nagoya? Do you remember? Nagasaki? Nagas- it, it's where the... Um, the other city the that mil- was bombed? Yes. Yeah, Nagasaki. Yes, okay. yes, yes, okay. yes. So um, she, she remembered, like, a lot of that stuff. Wow. So that was... Do you remember anything about... Um, I mean, I know that was just like one speech and it was a couple of years ago, but do you remember what the, the survivor said about like any of the, any kind of like the, like the physical things she had to go through as a survivor? Like, was she like, um, does she have any like ailments or any kind of like recovery yeah, so, that she had to so, do? So, um, they, most of the, the people who are still living, mm-hmm. they're like, um, internally having like all these internal organ mm-hmm. problems. Um, problems with walking or like their joints and stuff Mm -hmm. so that's what was really interesting that after all these years you know that chemical or whatever Mm -hmm. is still in their bodies yeah and it's probably also like age also a little bit too yes probably doesn't help in terms Mm -mm. of whatever Mm -mm. other conditions they Mm -mm. had as a but to be able to survive and Mm -hmm. still live Mm -hmm. to be that age that was amazing right um we saw the epicenter because it's part of the oh, park. Yeah. Sorry, it was a little like oh, no. or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was part of the peace park, and you know to mm-hmm. see that was the only thing mm-hmm. that didn't. 
it's okay okay <laughs> that um that was still there you know and uh-huh. they kind of built the park around that mm-hmm. so that was wow yeah so um i bought all these books right mm-hmm. comic books um graphic novels yeah. just to bring back to my classroom right. to get them fully immersed i remember you showed me yeah, a yeah, yeah 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 and so fast forward um on the way back, the school board president and I were like, wouldn't this be great if we can take kids? Mm-hmm. And so that's what launched our mission to take um, the middle school kids, totally funded by donators mm-hmm. and donations and generous people. And we pulled it off in less than a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with Wayne State, I went in May. And then when we took the kids, mm-hmm. we went in um october no that's okay we went um october 12th through november 2nd Mm -hmm. so i'm like wow and so again four of those kids were my sixth graders Mm -hmm. and they were able to go um and learn yeah totally different experience though because like i said (laughs) when we went through wayne state we were living in nice hotels Mm -hmm. you know um, didn't have transportation though, so catching <laughs> cabs and dragging suitcases through the subways and everything, that was um, different because when we took the kids, <clears throat> the minute we got there, we stayed one night in the hotel. The next night, mm-hmm. we met our host families and we were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids went to school. We went with them a couple of the days, but after the first two days, we would drop the the kids would be dropped off at school and the host families would take us to like our tour bus mm-hmm. and we would just tour um Chica Prefecture. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing about that is the school board was involved, the city of Kasatsu, FIFA, their friendship committee. Mm-hmm. When I say they really embraced us and rolled out the red carpet. Yeah. We didn't have to want for anything. Right. And I remember they, they give you, like, this book, right, that had, like, the itinerary, but also, like, little info, information about all the places you were going. Yes. So they really, like, planned out they a lot. They really, to do. I mean, every every school we went to, mm-hmm. there was a banner with our names. They knew yeah. exactly who was assigned to what places. Mm-hmm. The kids um, did after-school activities. So it was um, tough because we were living in somebody's house. Mm-hmm. And so the interesting thing was that really just stands out to me is that they're very, the Japanese culture is very, I don't want to say regimented, but they have routines mm-hmm. and they stick to those routines. Yes. So bath time was at eight. Mm-hmm. So Danielle, when are you going to take your bath? Sylvia, when are you going to take your bath? Mm-hmm. Okay, time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's in America, you know, the kids are up all night on phones and, you know, watching Criminal Minds. That would be me. So to be gone for 11 days, right, with no TV? Right, right. I was like, wow. And then the the food, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, salad with every meal. I think salad with everything, rice with everything. I love rice and sushi yeah. anyway, though. Um but that was interesting. Yeah. Was there any any dish that uh, stuck out to you, either that you really liked or that you really didn't so, like so much? Uh-oh. <laughs> I thought they were donut holes. You already... Oh, takoyaki. <laughs> takoyaki. That's my favorite. No way. Like my mom doesn't like it either, but I love takoyaki. It's like these... <laughs> these balls. I mean... 
the bubbles and the bubble tea. Yeah. Well, no, they're more like like hush puppies, right? No, but they were gushy on the inside. Right, because there's an octopus in the yes. inside. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I guess maybe it's an acquired taste, but I always love takoyaki. So takoyaki was not something that you enjoyed. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Like, and I, you know, they were like, yeah, and I was like, oh, they look so yummy. I thought they were hush puppies. So I'm no. piling them all. I want. I eat. mean, that would kind of be the our equivalent here, but like, there's not like the ingredients are totally different. You know, it's just they both happen to be like fried yeah. dough shaped yes. into a round form. Yes, but the toppings and the inside are completely different. <laughs> and so I actually think that was like our first lunch that we had mm-hmm. um, with all the kids, and they were yeah. like. So we really, we really had to fix the students' faces. And yeah. Danielle, you helped us with that because you came into our weekly Japanese club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just even the preparing the students, that was meaningful, you know, for Aww. them to be able to seriously. <laughs> and then to have you there and you're young, they don't want to listen to old people. So they were like, you know, on hinging on your words and you bought a great guest. So that made them feel really comfortable because Aww. when we got there, they were like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, it was my pleasure. Yeah. Honestly, it was. Uh, I only regret that I wasn't able to go with y'all. Well, I, know. I mean, there are reasons why I didn't end up going with y'all. And we know. <laughs> we know. But I'm glad y'all had a good time. <laughs> it needed to be um, a little bit more organized. Yeah, like, but I, I feel like that's, like, especially when you're starting something new and, um... You didn't really have that much support in the beginning, like not to get too like uh, like specific or political about it, but you know, like by the time y'all left, and especially after you came back, everybody, all these different local entities were on board, talking right. about how proud they were and how they wanted it to contribute. But for most of that time when y'all were preparing, you didn't have funding, no. you didn't have support. No. It was really just like a group of teachers and administrators who were putting this together. So, and it was the first time y'all had done anything right. like that. So it makes sense that maybe some things are not as as well organized as they could have been but you still like the main goal was to get the kids to japan right have them learn something something bring them back safely yeah and y'all did that and we so. did that <laughs> and i always acquire it to the little red hen how he sows his seed mm-hmm. grows his wheat the minute he starts cooking the bread everybody wants right. a slice yeah so um that was tough but my number one goal was to keep the integrity of the kids right safe right um not to be exploited for political gains or whatever and then you know at at some point they got really frustrated Mm -hmm. because it's like well can we do anything right it's kind of like me and you now because i'm like okay i want to make sure i do this right yeah but i also so after a couple days and i think when we weren't in their sight Mm -hmm. that's when they were able to really um enjoy the experience and when i say the toughest day was leaving because everybody was crying Mm -hmm. the kids didn't want to leave their host families and so they're connected via social media Mm -hmm. and they want to go back yeah you know so how do we do that right well at least you have like an example of like what like you've already done it Mm -hmm. so you have an example to draw from in terms of what to what if this thing is going to happen again what what went well that you mm-hmm. want to replicate and then the next um you know excursion 
and what what not so well that you either don't want to do again or want to try and improve mm-hmm. so um you know at least you have that as a reference like a, a precedent you have a, a precedent, precedent that's yes. set. so and also um i just wanted to make clear um the kids were like separated, right? So y'all weren't all like you went on like field trips together to visit different places, but but it was when they just were in the adults. Homes, what do you mean? The, so while the kids were at school, mm. the adults took field trips, and oh. then we did take them as whole groups though, right. because we made our tie dye using the big mm-hmm. indigo. And um, you visited that university, right? In yes. Kyoto? Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. was really nice. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we took some really good trips. Right. But for the most part, it was like the kids were not all together. Like, they stayed in different house, home. Right. They, they stayed in different, like, host families. And then depending on where they were located, they went to different schools Correct. Also. Yeah. We were assigned to um, two different high schools, mm-hmm. middle schools, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then um, we all visited the elementary mm-hmm. and the pre-K schools. Yeah. So, yeah. But for the most part, they did things with their host families. Right. Um, And that was pretty cool. But the other thing that was so touching, every step of the way, the city of Kasatsu and uh, dignitaries and the FIFA, the Mm -hmm. the friendship group, they were at those schools taking pictures. Mm -hmm. So when when it was the last day for our school, every kid got a gift Mm -hmm. of pictures, commemorating all the activities that they did Mm -hmm. whenever we visited a school you know we were all presented with these handmade boxes or picture frames Mm -hmm. from the kindergartners so they were really big into gift giving Mm -hmm. and not so it takes time to do that Mm -hmm. but they valued the fact that we were there Mm -hmm. so and I think one of my biggest fears is how are we going to reciprocate yeah yeah so Especially if you're not in the culture, like you, like in an American culture, you're supposed to say please and thank you. Like, like you're supposed to express gratitude, but it's not, it's not ingrained to the same extent. Like certain things that you would um, give someone, uh, like a present mm-hmm. for in Japan or certain, mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. situations, you would not do that here. No. So it's not to say that we're not like raised to value gratitude or like re- or returning the favor or just acknowledging the fact that someone did something for you but right. it's just not like culturally it's not as it's not as it's not as much of a duty as it is right in japan as far right. as gift giving goes right yeah and you know their their concern was they wanted to make sure we had the best experience mm-hmm. we could have right and i i mean the biggest thing to me the first time we went um one of my colleagues from wayne state didn't realize that you don't tip Oh yeah, and, and we left. We were walking from the restaurant to the university. <laughs> Someone run after you. Run, got on their bikes. Sumima son, you forgot your money. Yes, <laughs> and we were like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, at least two or three blocks. So oh I'm like, goodness. "Wow," you know, it's just appreciative, right? Um, slurping, you know, I had to acquire that. Mm-hmm. That's a sign of the, that the food is good right. for the noodles to. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, just a bunch of stuff, right. you know? Yeah. So. And can you talk about how you went about selecting the kids? Because they were they were supposed to be ten, and ended yes. up being eleven. Mm-hmm. But what was the process, like the criteria you had when trying to select so students to go? It was a two-step process. Mm-hmm. So first, the the first process was kind of like a 
parent, are you interested? Mm -hmm. So we weren't even going to take, they didn't even get the application mm -hmm. until we had the parents consent. Are you okay with your child going out of state, out of the country mm -hmm. rather? Does your child have a valid passport? Mm -hmm. um, once we had yes or no, and even if they checked no, we had um, donors again mm -hmm. who were donating money. We were running all over the state of Michigan trying to get birth, for birth certificates and everything so they can get valid passports. Mm -hmm. So once they did that, they had to write an essay. And so basically the question was something similar to what is your purpose for wanting to travel to Japan and mm -hmm. what information can you, do you want, what, what knowledge do you want to gain and how will you use that when you get back to your right. regular classroom? Because yeah. we had explained to them, you know, that it's a fully immersion, living with host families, going to school, right. learning as one was our thing. Mm -hmm. So blending the two countries together, learning from each other, <clears throat> excuse me. So then um, the essays were scored by myself and the middle school principal. Mm -hmm. um, and they had no names on them. And we had a rubric and we scored everybody by a rubric. So everything was put into a spreadsheet. Did they turn in their first application? So we were really, I'm glad I was doing that because we want to teach them responsibility too. Mm -hmm. So if we had a deadline and you miss that deadline, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Because you have to be able to meet deadlines. Right. And so if you were a day late, then what about the other 25 people who may have wanted to get in too? Mm -hmm. So we were really, and I'm glad that Principal Jackson was, and everybody involved, the, the whole um, Japanese Student Exchange Committee, mm -hmm. we had to vote on that as a committee to say, okay, what's the criteria? What are we gonna do if students don't turn in things on time? Right. So we stuck to that. And then once we did that, we um, we had a thank you, a congratulatory letter, mm -hmm. and we also had a letter, um, not not a letter of regret, but saying you know, um, your application wasn't selected. However, in the future, we are planning to send more people. So please, mm -hmm. you know, wanting them to say encouraging right. them, because um, that was still you know a great feat. So we were taking, we had ten students that we were going to take for sure, mm -hmm. and then two alternatives. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so our sixth person at our school was the alternative, and the other person at the middle school never even followed up or anything. Oh, okay. And so our student came to everything. Mm -hmm. She didn't miss not one mm -hmm. meeting, one class, yep. one outing. When some of the, the original 10 had been missing things, so... I really fought and advocated for her. I'm mm -hmm. like, I can't. I'm going to be devastated if she cannot go. Right. And I said, I would even, I'll pay for her. Mm -hmm. You know, so luckily um, someone came through mm -hmm. and, and totally funded her, which was awesome. And right. I think um, she had one of the best experiences too. She's mm -hmm. really quiet, mm -hmm. but that's not a weakness for her. No. That's just how she absorbs everything because... Yeah. She was fully immersed in the classroom, and she was showing them how she do some of the math things. So <laughs> it was it was like amazing yeah. that she was able to go. Yeah, um, I'm sure this this changed over time. But when you were um, when you were 
you know, going through the applications, or even when you first um, like started doing the weekly Japan Club thing, what do you feel was like the most um, most common response as far as what students wanted to get out of it, or why they wanted to go to Japan? Um, they had never left the city of Pontiac. Mm. You know, um, some of our students were Hispanic, so they were able to travel to um, their home country. You mm-hmm. know, but that's normal, I guess, right. for them. But to have that experience, to not go, and they were, it's pretty funny, but their point of reference is manga and anime, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and not unfortunately, but they have to have some way to connect. So that was like huge. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh my goodness, we're going here Mm -hmm. and we can see this. (laughs) Um, So of course, every host family took them to the uh, anime bookstore Mm -hmm. where they can buy everything. So um, but they just wanted something different, right? You know, yeah. And I think it opened up, um, hopefully, lots of opportunities that when they get in college, that they, I'm advocating for them to study abroad. Mm-hmm. You know, expand your horizons. You always want to do a little more than your parents had yeah. the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. And even now, um, and they're going into ninth grade. Mm-hmm. My vision for the program to continue would be have them now so the adults step back and our high school ambassadors embrace and mentor Mm -hmm. and teach the next wave of sixth graders or eighth graders that we're we're thinking about um taking Mm -hmm. so that's still in the developmental stage yeah um i would hope we would get funding this time Mm -hmm. hopefully because we've proven (laughs) we've proven that this is a viable program Uh And that it's a program that can work. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you, we're on all your literature now. So, mm-hmm. you know, if this is what you're promoting. Right. You need to support it. Hello. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you need to support it. So right. um, school board is on board. Um, superintendent is on board. Mm-hmm. So now maybe just getting some, um, some, some local businesses in the county to, in the state, mm-hmm. to funnel some funding in that direction because right. they have it at, at other schools in Oakland County mm-hmm. so they do. yeah and their programs are funded yeah and also just so like people who are listening are aware like you so you had the process where you uh, you know um, selected uh, ambassadors mm-hmm. to go and then we you had a weekly uh, Japanese club where they would come and learn about culture and like the language and just like try to get as informed as they could be right. um, and I don't remember because I came in I didn't I wasn't there from the beginning I came right. in like a little later because I think I started coming in like March or April and right before we came right and mm-hmm. then like y'all it was we like 2017 mm-hmm. and then you left in October right that same mm-hmm. year yeah mm-hmm. so um, was that uh I guess I'm wondering what whose idea was that? Like, what was the the planning behind wanting to have that club, and what the like what kind of things you wanted the students mm-hmm. to learn? So um, it was my idea because I'm okay. like, we cannot send these students to another country mm-hmm. without preparing them. They have to learn something, mm-hmm. even geographically and historically. So in case they they're they're asking questions, they'll be informed. Mm-hmm. So we originally had. Um, an interpreter who had lived in Japan for 10 years mm-hmm. and right before we got started mm-hmm. he was gonna go 
he got called back to Japan. Mm. So he and I had sat down um, and we brainstormed some units that we can do with the kids. And then I just kind of tied in our state standards so that it, you know, so that it, it would um, mesh. So when he left, we still had to do the curriculum. Mm -hmm. So President Carter, President Carter had um, <laughs> been taking some Japanese courses at Schoolcraft, I believe. And so she started teaching the kids a little bit. Yeah. And then. Sorry, I got distracted. I know, that's okay. <laughs> You're really good. I'm like. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> She's sneaking around. I know, dropping stuff, making more noise. <laughs> Right. And what's funny, I texted her and said, come in quietly. <laughs> she was like, I'm dead. It's all right. It's your home after all. You know, it's okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. You were saying? Um, so, yeah. So, she started teaching um, them a little bit of Japan. And then just that's how she met Joss and Suzanne. Mm. And then she invited them to an international call because we we had international calls monthly mm -hmm. because they the Japanese the Shiga Prefecture wanted to know mm -hmm. where are we hey that yeah. I, again right if you say you're gonna do something you better do it right so we um, all had to be on the same page to we make it all work. had yeah. to be on the same page to make it work um, <coughs> excuse me so then that's how we started doing it so mm -hmm. I said. They got to learn a little bit about the history, the geography, but just the customs and the rituals. What do you, when do you take off, take your shoes off? When do you put your shoes on? Mm -hmm. How do you be respectful and order? And just so my goal was, they're not going to be fluent in the language, and I right. think that's where some of the tension became because yeah, different were expectations. Different expectations. We're, we're they're always going to be with somebody who speaks the language, mm -hmm. and then we're learning as one. So the Japanese students are going to speak in English because they want us to help them. Mm -hmm. So, um, but then um, I think I called you, or I was no Spencer was like, "Daniela, do it." I'm like, "Yeah." She messaged me. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, "Ask her." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's funny because I thought I was just coming to be like a guest speaker. <laughs> and then sorry, no, no, no. It's, I didn't mind. I was like, "Oh, this is really great." Um, so then I just kept showing up, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I feel like I could. There were ways where I could have been more useful. I feel like I was just kind of like in class observer. Like I would assist with lessons a lot, but I don't know. I feel like and see, I had a. I wanted a bigger role for you, mm -hmm. but I almost felt like it was like jump rope, only because mm -hmm. my brain is we have to be prepared. Yeah. So whatever we're teaching this week. And I would send out the the lesson plan. Hey guys, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Who's coming? Yeah. And then yeah, it so wasn't always clear. Yeah. It, it wasn't always clear. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think. I don't. I didn't say that to mean that I didn't feel like I was utilized well. I just think me personally, maybe I could have been more engaged. Mm. I had never done something like that mm. before, uh, especially trying to like teach young people. Um, or like I advice, you a little bit, huh? Right, like <laughs> it, trying to act, I don't know, be almost like a consultant in a way, having to like uh, 
give my two cents here and there mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. like how to say this yes. and when to do this you know i had never done any of that before and i also am not like i'm not like you i don't i don't i don't dislike kids i just don't have a heart <laughs> for them like you do so it, it took me a while to get used to right. getting the swing of things right. and that's just my own personal mm-hmm. thing i feel like i could have i personally could have done more but i did enjoy I, I mean, it was a good experience. Like, you know, tensions and, and, and disagreements aside, I felt like overall it was fun just trying to teach the kids, um, you know, things that they weren't aware of before, you know. And obviously they're not going to remember everything. Right. Um, they're not always going to care about this specific thing or this particular way of doing stuff. Um those are clean, right there. <laughs> You're putting dirty dishes on the mat. I'm but sorry. It's okay. Um, but she I. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll cut it out. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We'll leave you alone, Spencer. We'll leave you alone. <laughs> but, um,. No, I really enjoyed it. And I feel like it also is, is was better that, like, uh, because, you know, like, Josh and Susanna, they were, um, they were actual teachers. Yeah, Like, they, they had, had lived, lived in there. Japan mm-hmm. teaching English. Mm-hmm. So, like, teaching Japanese wasn't their forte, but they mm-hmm. still had that ab- skill and ability to connect with younger people because they had spent so long right. teaching. And they could off- also offer insight because they actually lived there right. for a time. So, mm-hmm. I think it was a... a a good setup, you know, um, and uh, you know, with everything, when th- something is new, obviously there are ways you can be more consistent or be more precise in how you execute plans and things like that. But I personally, you know, really enjoyed being involved, and and I appreciate um, you being there. And and just like <laughs> you said, it was all new, right. so you know, I'm reflecting a lot, and the committee reflected a lot. But I emphatically want to say that. It was phenomenal mm. for us to pull something off like that yeah. in less than a year <laughs> and have this wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did every and anything we could think of. Yeah, It was not a failure. It was mm. remarkable. No, and so the only the only thing that I'm advocating for is money. Right. You know, even if we have to do GoFundMes or... Um, bake sales I don't know what Mm -hmm. you know and the other thing was we raised our fundraising allowed us to even give the kids each one of them had money that they can spend Mm -hmm. so we each they we gave them like not a stipend they got the cash when they exchanged it over and look at those math skills so they're Mm -hmm. doing yens to dollars you know (laughs) but the beauty was they never really had to spend it because mm-hmm. they were taken care of. Yeah. yeah, so they were able to bring beautiful um, souvenirs back for their for their families, right. for their teachers, you know, for the people who sponsored them from their churches. Mm-hmm. So when I say everybody rallied for those kids, mm-hmm. it, it's amazing. Yeah. So definitely, truly an, an accomplishment. Yeah. Now I want to ask you, like personally, you've been to Tokyo, you've been to Hiroshima, you've been to Shiga Prefecture. Um, do you have, obviously you haven't like spent like an extensive time mm-hmm. in any of those places yet, but like, do you have um, a favorite between those areas? So I really enjoyed Tokyo, mm-hmm. but it was massive crowded. Mm-hmm. So I felt, oh my goodness, you know, I always felt like 
crowded in. I like um, Kasatsu. Mm. I do. I really like Kasatsu. It's yeah. way bigger than the city of Auburn Hills or Pontiac <laughs> that I'm used to, right? <laughs> and then the highways and the wrong side and all yeah. of that. But um, and you have the lake too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really like Lake Biwa. Now that's interesting because when I went to it the first time. And I went back the second time. They had um, did some upgrades. Mm. So it was pretty interesting um, how just that quick in a year, you know. Upgrades to the To the museum. Front? No, no, no. Oh. To the museum. Okay. It, it had a lot more um, interactive hands-on things. Yeah. The Oh, the Lake Biwa Museum. Yes, okay, the Lake Biwa gotcha, Museum. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was. I hadn't been, so I was trying to figure out what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But no, okay. Well, that's good to know. You Mm -hmm. know, you notice Mm -hmm. those those changes. But I'm a geek, so I like museums and Mm -hmm. science places and things like that. Mm -hmm. But that was really nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, because I I only asked because I didn't know if maybe I mean sure you were probably excited to go to Japan again, but I didn't know if maybe it was. Uh, if it would have been a bummer for you to go back to Kusatsu because Shiga Prefecture is not like. I personally love it. That's where I spent a lot of time when I. Well, I mean, that's mm-hmm. where I stayed when I was mm-hmm. there. But I didn't know if, like, maybe was it if it would have been a downer for you going to somewhere that's not like as happening, you know, quote unquote, as no, other places. You it's know? not a downer. Mm-hmm. But but um, I must say mm-hmm. that I was very spoiled when I went to Wayne State because we stayed with Wayne State. We stayed right. in some really nice hotels, mm-hmm. and and I and so I'm thinking um, maybe as a uh, modification of the next time mm-hmm. that we give the kids some experiences too mm-hmm. in the big cities because we never left um, right. unless the host family took them like yeah. not not too far away except for when you went to Kyoto that one time yeah right? mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah um, because we wanted them to ride the bullet train and see Mount Fuji yeah you know yeah so we wanted them to experience like the big city I would have loved to taken them to the Hiroshima Peace Park mm. um, but just some some things yeah um, but it was a educational um, trip for the students right. we wanted them to be fully immersed mm-hmm. so maybe as high schoolers mentoring another group mm-hmm. we can split that time yeah where we stay one week only with the host family and then we hit we tour those other cities mm-hmm. so they can see the whole um, you know all of the spots that that's in their anime or things like right. that. Yeah. And um, granted, you're you're like a teacher, so you're th- you're seeing all this from a teacher's perspective. But um, from your observation, um, is there anything you can pinpoint as something or some things that the student the students enjoyed most about their time in Japan? Um, I think when we went when they were in the classes and they had the enrichment classes Mm -hmm. this is what's so cool about japan to me the educational system Mm -hmm. there how can i say i guess it's like a pure culture like in american classrooms we're truly a melting pot Mm -hmm. so that's why we always have to differentiate our instruction because we're dealing with um english language learners and people from all over but in these Japanese classes, everything is like standardized. Everyone has to learn the same everything thing. Everything has to learn way. the same thing. And everything they learn is about their history, mm. about their country. Mm. So that I thought was very cool because even in history, they're learning about the different places in Shiga Prefecture or J- J- mm-hmm. Japan as a whole. But when they did the enrichment classes, it was 
traditional tea ceremonies. Mm. It was um, how to tie the kiboto. What's the oh the bow on the kimono? You know how to properly oh, put it on. Obi, I don't know. Obi, yeah, 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 I don't yeah, know yeah. my kimono. I know. Vocabulary. I know. Yes, neither do I. <laughs> um, you know calligraphy. Uh-huh. So they were learning traditional and ancient things that were from the mm-hmm. the culture of Japan. Yeah. So that to me was very um, rich for them. Yeah. And were they able to like make friends or get along oh, with the other goodness. Japanese middle schoolers Absolutely. or junior high students? I don't know. Absolutely. So in Japanese classrooms, the teachers move. Right. So they get like five or fi- five to fifteen minutes between classes. Mm-hmm. So they would all run in and look in and. Um, I had two African-American young ladies with me, mm-hmm. of course, and they had their long braids. So that became the, you know, mm-hmm. here's where I need to touch your hair and how do you do that? And But they were very receptive. And like yeah. I said, it, it, it didn't bother them at all. Right. Um, they wore uniforms just like the kids mm-hmm. did. Um, so that was, that was really cool. My ambassador is a picky eater. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, Fix your face. <laughs> and so she's so funny. She said, I'm telling you, Miss Sturgis, if I don't like it, I'm just swallowing it whole. And I'm like, don't tell me that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to the sushi conveyor belt restaurant. Ah, uh, yeah. Kaiten sushi. Yes. Kaiten sushi. So that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't like, I didn't like sushi here because mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I can eat raw fish in America but it's right there <laughs> off of the you know it's a mm-hmm. and so I said I'm I'm learning too mm-hmm. I said so I'm gonna break down my shields and and my fears and I'm doing everything I'm trying and doing everything the one thing I wanted to do we didn't even right. my first trip the public bath oh onsen <laughs> I wanted to do yeah that. you know what I kept thinking about it because people kept telling me yeah. I should try it but it's just like I don't I don't know, being naked in front of people. Plus, it's summer. Like, I'm going to be hot outside and inside. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least when I went, it was summer. So, it was like, I don't know. I, yeah. But, you know, that was, yeah, same. It was something I thought about but mm-hmm. didn't end mm-hmm. up doing. No, you know? I didn't do that. But I heard it's very relaxing. And I've, I've heard that it's just like, it's kind of like being in the locker room at, like, the gym or something. It's like everybody's naked. So, it's like no one cares. Right. Right. And that's exactly what yeah. they said. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly just like in your head, but still it's just, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. <laughs> I had psyched myself out. I'm right. like, listen, I'm never going to be back there. And then I went the next year, right? <laughs> I can do it this time. I never, I'm never going to go back. They're not going to remember my body. But, uh, I didn't have an opportunity to do that. Maybe next time. Maybe next, maybe do you, next time. I know you were talking about, um, you had mentioned wanting to take kids, um, take Middle school students again? Yeah, so it would be, so we groomed them um, seventh grade, and then they went in eighth grade. Right. But we started, like, we recruited them when they were in sixth grade. Right. But that's, like, the the age group you want to focus on is middle school students. Middle school students. So I know you mentioned that, but, like, you personally, would you like to go back to Japan? And is there, like, another, is there a specific area you'd want to go to or maybe somewhere you haven't been that you would like to visit Um, in Japan? I I think I would want to spend, I don't know, I would want to spend... a little more time in Tokyo mm-hmm. and just so we went as education no researchers mm-hmm. but I wanted to be able to really like experience mm-hmm. 
as a tourist, right. like the nightlife, the shopping. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't have very much time to do that. Yeah. Everywhere we went was a purpose so mm -hmm. that we can gather information um, to do our research. Yeah. Um, and, and where did you stay when you were in Shika Prefecture? Oh, I was in Hikone. Is that north? That is... Is that the little guy with the helmet? Hikonyan? Yeah. Yeah, so Hikone, Hikone Castle. Yes, which yes. Which, like, Hikonyan is associated with, that's Hikone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's where I was. Okay. So not that far from you. Mm -mm. I can't remember exactly mm -mm. how much, mm -mm. how what the distance was, but, right. you know. Yeah, that's where I was. So I would like to do that. Um, yeah. We went to um, Gion. Mm-hmm. Where we saw the, the, the puppet geisha? show, oh, the okay. geisha, mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you, and I want to dress up and walk through the temples like <laughs> um, some of the geisha did. Some of the people would rent the the whole outfits and walk through there. I think like fun stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, being my first time, we went with Wayne State. You know, it was business casual. Mm -hmm. So I had this persona that I had to, you know. Um, but we did do karaoke in the private Ooh, room yes so much fun I know right <laughs> <laughs> so we did have some adult things and that was the cool thing yeah. we were with a bunch of adults mm -hmm. um the chaperones this time we still did some really nice stuff yeah um, I forgot to ask you how many because it was 11 students mm -hmm. or ambassadors but how many chaperones were I think there? it was 10 10 so it was like equal yeah we much. wanted okay. we wanted to and that's what took a little bit of the preparation too we wanted an adult and a child together mm -hmm. we did not want any of the kids alone because we just didn't know right you know how we, we and it. right and how can we get to them right, right. if we so um yeah we wanted we wanted them to be matched up yeah okay. and they got kind of antsy because we told them to go to sleep they did not so literally when we got to japan it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and they had not slept for like 36 oh, hours oh wow yeah so and that jet lag is, is uh, can be really serious very serious <laughs> so towards the end of the trip there was some crankiness mm -hmm. but it was understandable yeah. yeah you know and and i that's a long time to be gone mm -hmm. and to live with someone. So one week we lived with one family mm -hmm. and then we switched the, the second week. week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it kind of broke it up. Yeah. Um, totally different experiences right. too in the different homes. So um, the first family we stayed with was pretty affluent. Mm -hmm. The second family, um, she was a single mom. Her husband had passed. Mm. Um, it was interesting though, the family dynamics. Mm. So the second host family, she was like, oh, no, I cannot tell, I, I cannot tell my kids to do stuff. They won't do it. Mm. So her oldest daughter stopped going to school. Oh, no. Yeah. And so she was like, I don't know why she won't go. So the other two would get up every morning, get dressed for school, ride their bikes or walk. Mm -hmm. No buses, mm -hmm. no parents. Um, and she would just stay home. All day. Do you feel like she was afraid to discipline the, the daughter who was... I don't think it was discipline. I don't know if it was um, personal because her dad had passed. You know, I don't oh, know right, what right. was going on yeah. where she just decided. And then I wondered, because they're very competitive. Mm. You know, they have to... They do all this cram school mm -hmm. to be able to get into high school. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if it was too hard, you know? That could be. And then I think about our own students here in America with 
SAT scores and college exams and getting into college is all this stress and pressure. Right. And kids don't get to be kids. Right. So, and it's the parents' expectations. I want you to be a doctor. I want you to be a lawyer. And you got to go down this path. Right. You know, and that path is not for everybody. Yeah. But in that culture. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's predetermined. Right. It's, it's like a scene almost as a given that mm-hmm. everyone has to do things the same way. Um, yeah, and that can be hard, too. Because, like, being in, like, junior high or high school, having to take exams or plan out your future, which I feel like it's a really young age to have to plan out your future. Exactly. But, you know, that's that's the same here as there, but the, it's different because, like you said, it's like, um, you know, oftentimes... You know, in Japan, what high school you go to can determine what university you can get Absolutely. into. And what university you get into can determine um, what field you can get into or, like, who, like, what circle you can get into in order to be successful, you know. Yeah. So it's it can be really, really hard. Yeah. yeah. But she was, um, you know, at first they were all a little quiet, mm-hmm. but then she began to um, loosen up a little bit mm-hmm. and ask us questions. But the other thing that was really interesting is that even when we stayed Mm -hmm. and we were at the home and we would eat, she would grab her stuff and go and Mm. just sit. So, you know, my my teacher radar is like, man, that's like a student, right? Right. That's not blending in. How can you get that student to blend in? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was quite interesting. Right. But you don't know what was going on, so you couldn't really, Mm-mm. like, Mm-mm. assist or anything. You know, but we you probably didn't res- want to butt in either because no, no, it's no. not your family. And we were really respectful. And then, yeah. right, and culturally, Americans are nosy. <laughs> I'm just going to put okay, it out there. honestly, Japanese people can be nosy, too. They can just, they? They just, well, it depends on the situation. Okay. Sometimes okay. they hide it better. Yeah. Sometimes they don't hide it that well at all. <laughs> but Japanese people can be just as nosy. Okay. It just depends. Okay. You might not notice it Right, right. But, but yeah. No, I agree. Americans want to be, like, in your business. Hey, how But are they want to, like, mm-hmm. um, assume closeness too yes. soon we're friends yeah. right let's exactly. talk exactly <laughs> so yeah i didn't ask questions because even the thing about her husband mm-hmm. I, we were just sitting at dinner and um she asked me if i had a husband and mm-hmm. i said no i'm divorced or whatever and so she was like oh and then she told me about her husband mm-hmm. so you know not to say well where's you know like i'm in your house where's your husband mm-hmm. you know and then again i'm like again let people naturally give you information right. rather yes. than um instead of interrogating them yeah asking too many questions yeah, yeah. so that was interesting yeah yeah because it's um yeah you don't want to be invasive Mm-mm. and uh, i feel like it's um i don't know if it's just a, a japanese thing or or what because i observed the same thing when i was in france it's like people are very uh took their privacy very seriously so I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just haven't been to enough places to compare. If uh, if we specifically as Americans just tend to want to get too close too soon, mm-hmm. or if it's just like I don't know. But privacy is like you know it's, it's important, mm-hmm. and so you don't want to, and you don't want to also like make them feel uncomfortable around you because you're uh, crying a little. Right. Bit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I understand that. But and you're a guest, so it's right. like. Well, right, do I have to question what's going right. on in this family, you know? So And she was so nice. Her mom came over like once a week to clean her house. Mm-hmm. And so we were there doing Halloween. And so mm-hmm. I was like, do they celebrate it? The kids were like, do we get to wear costumes? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but her mom made special sushi for us, mm-hmm. and she died. She made pumpkin, oh, so and ghosts, and bats, and they were rolled up and cut out. Mm-hmm. And she died. Used special. Oh, it was just you know. So things like that. They really personally took the time mm-hmm. to make sure our experience was the best experience right. we could have. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did definitely. And so do you, um, having had these experiences you've had so far traveling to Japan, has that uh, created a desire in you to want to travel to other countries or just to travel more in general? So, yes, it, it, I, I want to travel more. And even um, when we came back, we were meeting with at the Japanese club and mm-hmm. we were kind of debriefing with the kids, talking to them about mm-hmm. what went well and what didn't. Most of them want to go back because they made those connections with those families. Mm-hmm. But they also want to go to other places. Right. And so for me, if it is truly a student exchange, uh, international exchange program, mm-hmm. we need to branch out yeah. into other countries. Yeah. But no, I meant like you personally. Me personally, yeah. <laughs> like, I is do. Is there anywhere else that you want to go? So, yeah. Um, I want to go to France, and I need you to be my tour guide Uh-oh. and my daughter. <laughs> you know, you're the second person this year who's, who said Come to me, on, "Would you just I, arrange it, please? <laughs> you, plan it." It's so funny. Like the the first, uh, actually, the because I interviewed my cousin for the mm-hmm. very first episode, mm-hmm. and she said the same thing. I want to go to France. Can you be my tour guide? And I'm like, girl, like you're married. I'm not trying to be a third wheel to some married couple. <laughs> <laughs> Get up. <laughs> Yes, I'd like to go to France. I'd like to go to um, South Africa. Okay. Um, I always wanted to go to Jamaica and never had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's like, I guess, honeymoon or with your boo. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or your girls. <laughs> Girl trip. Girl trip. Right, right, right. What goes on in Jamaica stays Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And then, I mean, is there anywhere within the, the States that has been on your mind about traveling to or not so much no no I haven't been to California in like forever so maybe you know just going to Hollywood so I can say I was in Hollywood mm-hmm. um, yeah but I want to take more trips with my kids my children are taking kid trips together mm-hmm. and leaving their mama out right. but okay they're grown I know that's yeah. okay but um, I would like to do like a family trip. Yeah, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, and that see that reminds me. What did your kids think about you going to Japan? They wanted to go. Oh, they wanted to know how can they? Do I have to take all eleven kids? Can they be two of the eleven? Right. Can they? Are they? Can Can they be chaperones? Right. Well, yeah, 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 um, yeah. And it was an opportunity for um, we lost a chaperone. Mm. And Spencer was ready with their backpack, but someone, you know, the committee had another idea, mm, so that yeah. didn't quite pan out. But I would love to take my kids to Japan. I think they would love it. Yeah. But we would do um, as I did with Wayne's Day. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we don't, we wouldn't stay with the host family. Right. But I'd like for them to tour like some of those right. big cities. Like and it'd that. be good too, like you said, you can be more like a tourist. And then plus, like, granted, they're your kids, but they're like, you know, grown, grown mm-hmm. quote unquote. So there's probably more that y'all could do together. Yes. As opposed to if the age difference were greater, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would be fun. That would be really fun. Yeah. You can be, be our so sweet. tour guide there. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to come. 
Remember, my Japanese is limited. Uh, <laughs> I have to hear it. I got to brush up because we have some dignitaries coming. Ooh, September 4th. And mm. then we have um, 22 delegates and then seven students coming mm -hmm. the week of November 4th through November yeah. 9th. Mm -hmm. So um, just trying to see how I can support mm -hmm. that endeavor. Um, kind of stepping back because it's like a city of Pontiac mm -hmm. um, partnership right. with the Board of Ed. Um, yeah. Just to kind of see how that will go. Yeah, and I um, I don't mean this in any type of way, so please, please do not be offended. Uh -oh. But you know, you kind of started traveling um, outside of the country um, at an older later age. in life. Uh -huh. You know, it's a lot of times, especially like online, it's travel is seen as this thing that like younger people do, like twenty something, thirty something. You know, but you were able to get out there, and even if you're not like you know. 20 something years old you you did that you know um i'm wondering if you would advise that for other people who are you know further along in life would you uh encourage them to travel i would well? and i i feel well not feel bad but again i'm a mirror image of the students that i teach in pontiac mm -hmm. i didn't have a lot of money so right. i wasn't able to take these out of state out of country trips mm -hmm. so to be an adult in my 50s and be able to experience this um that's what i'm kind of you know pushing my kids to do mm -hmm. look you have an opportunity to travel mm -hmm. live your best life yeah you know Definitely. so yeah i would encourage it um and i want to do more you know and mm -hmm. i want to take the people that i love with me mm -hmm. that can't be a tour guide but we can surely <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness everything is in multiple languages when we travel um yeah, so that was scary for me. Mm -hmm. I was really reserved because I'm like, oh, Lord, mm -hmm. what if they leave me? What mm -hmm. if I can't communicate in yeah. a fashion to get to where I needed to be? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that, and it was my own fears. Right. Um, but going the second, so that was my first time. Going with Wayne State, I was debt petrified, mm. but we always were together. Yeah. And we had two interpreters and all they were always with us mm -hmm. always had tour guides that um the university had set up for us to meet and contact people everywhere we went so that was helpful because even the professors um our main professor who was teaching us about the culture and the language mm -hmm. dr suzuki he got sick at the last minute and mm -hmm. he wasn't able to go mm -hmm. so um we were like oh my goodness Who's going <laughs> to who's gonna help us? us? Right, right, right. But we did have two interpreters okay. uh, that, that made the trip mm -hmm. interesting and fun. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was my fear. I'm like, I've never. Mm -hmm. And for 10 days like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. But it worked out. It know. worked out. You know. It did. And, uh, well, I feel like you've already said a lot of very insightful things so far. Um, but I'm wondering if you... Uh, off the top of the, your head is there any like really good piece of advice that you would want to share with anyone who's looking to travel specifically to Japan or just travel more in general based on what you've experienced is there any like advice that you think would be most important um, don't go in trying to before you go 
predetermine everything that might happen or what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Be open to whatever happens, if that makes sense. Right. Because um, my brain was always saying, okay, I got to make sure I do this. But just be open mm-hmm. and, and observant. Mm-hmm. Look what's going on in your surroundings. Embrace that. And then what are you going to do with that new knowledge? Yeah. Learn from that. Um, that I was like in awe. I felt like I was worse than the kids, right? Because my head was like revolving and I'm looking and I'm oohing and I'm on. And they're like, Mr. But they were too. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so many cool things, you mm-hmm. know. The technology is way more advanced. So mm-hmm. my little STEM kids were like, what? A washer and a dryer that washes the clothes and it dries in one machine? <laughs> what? <laughs> Vending machines on every street? <laughs> you know, yeah. I can put money in here and get this. You know, mm-hmm. we went to a couple places that um, the, whole, the first hotel um, we stayed in at Wayne State the concierge was a robot so yeah wow and it was talking to us and so i'm like (laughs) yeah and just looking at how they value everything Mm -hmm. you know they value the simple things in life the you know being outside you know enjoying the scenery the the natural habitats and things like that Mm -hmm. so don't have a fixed mindset right go in there open-minded knowing that when you leave you're definitely not going to be the same person you Mm. were when you traveled yeah at all yeah how do you think you changed as a result of (laughs) so i think i've gained a little more tolerance um because they they were just so nice and accommodating Mm -hmm. and the one experience i remember um when we came back with the kids, the minute we got in Chicago, the rudeness, I guess, of TSA. Oh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yep, I'm when back. You were, when you were used to being taken care <laughs> yes! of and having all that and, service you know, and everything. Yeah, yeah. just, <laughs> I'm like, yep, okay, I'm back in the U.S., right, right. you know, so. Welcome to America. <laughs> I'm, exactly, I'm mindful of how I treat people. Mm-hmm. And I make it a point. I, I really am conscious about leaving a person as as their best person. Mm-hmm. You know what 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 experience are they going to have, or are they going to say about how they've been treated? Mm-hmm. So that was number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like recycling more because mm-hmm. yeah. everything was like had a place, right, and a spot and a purpose. Mm-hmm. So that, those are two things that I'm really mindful of: how we treat each other, which today is horrible our society I feel like we're regressing to 300 years Mm. Um, and then just making sure that this planet is here for my grandkids and other people (laughs) to come grandkids (laughs) (laughs) somebody gonna give me some grandkids like I don't know about Mm -mm. that (laughs) she's like Zarek So yeah, those are the two things. Okay, how we treat people. Right, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I, I think I don't. Oh, um, this may or may not be relevant to you. It just depends. Um, is there any way that you would want people to connect with you online, um, or keep up with what you're up to? I understand if it's like a no, no, no. Okay, um, they can look me up on Facebook okay and it's just my name Sylvia Sturgis mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to be that 
I'm not a social media person. Right. I have a Twitter. I don't even know what my handle is. <laughs> That's unfortunate. So I'll probably have to get that to you because okay. I don't even know. I mean, how do you tweet? Like I can say something. I mean, I'm not on Twitter, so I can't okay. give so you what, like what step are you by on? step. I'm only on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. And Instagram is pictures. Right. And I can put pictures and video. on Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, right. Facebook. Sylvia Sturgis. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And they can find me. Um, and I'm sure if they go in my photos, they'll see all kind of Japanese pictures. <laughs> right. <laughs> places and things that I've done. Um, so yeah, they okay. can contact me like that. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, well thank I you. appreciate you um, <laughs> having me. And like I said, I was a little nervous, but thank you for making me feel comfortable. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I just really want people to feel comfortable enough so that they can just speak from the heart, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I was I was really excited to have you on because, um, you know, it's like, it's called Young, Gifted, and Abroad, but I, I don't just want to talk to people who are considered young. Mm-hmm. Even though you are still young at heart, you still have a lot of life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. But, Absolutely. you know, like the whole idea right. of like teens, 20s, 30s, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just those, that age group of people who are out there doing things, you know, so I, I was really uh, excited to have, plus we were dealing with that, um, or involved in that program together right. with the Absolutely. kids, so mm-hmm. I, I was really looking forward to having you as a guest, uh, to being able to talk to you about, um, you know, your, your, your viewpoint on things, so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess that's it. So I am going to stop recording right. All right, y'all. There it is. Thanks to Miss Sturgis for being such a wonderful guest. And I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com. Also, if you like what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Acast, or Stitcher. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for next week, I have a college friend of mine who discovered her passion uh, toward the end of her time in college. But it ended up being just in time for her to find and participate in a summer program studying film in London. Uh, Now, London was not her first choice. Not her first, not her second, not her third. (laughs) She was not trying to go to Europe at all. But uh, that's just how it worked out. And um, it still ended up being a really great thing in terms of um, her learning about this art form that she loves so much and also pushing her forward in gradually pursuing a career in film. So you'll hear all about that next week. But until then, thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.